Hello everyone, welcome to the CanadianGameDevs.com podcast, episode number 139. My name is Steven, spelled with a PH and an A, and I'm one of the main people behind CanadianGameDevs.com. Joining me this week, of course, the other main dude, the man with a plan, the big tall... <laughs> I, I didn't have a finisher for that, Steven, but it's spelled with a PH and an E. Two Stevens, and we're, we're talking about games. Thank you for joining me, Steve. Thank you. Um, this is a weekly show, if you didn't know, but you would, because you're on every single one. Covering all the games made in Canada and the people who create them. Uh, we are, of course, supported by our amazing patrons over at patreon.com slash devs. So go back us there to help us keep the lights on, get early access to the show, a special channel on our Discord, occasional game giveaways, and shoutouts at the end of each and every episode. Sounds good, Steve. How are you doing? It's been week... What are we on? Six? Going into week six? Going into week seven? I've lost track. Are we going into week seven now? It's crazy. I, I shared a picture on Facebook. It was like, you know, like a calendar, and then like as it goes down from like January, February, March, it just begins like blurring into just a puddle. I That's know. how my mind feels. I know. Um, just this last week, like, I was going to take a mat, uh, sorry, a pat leave in the first week of June, and we, like, for three weeks, and we were going to do all sorts of stuff. We were going to see family. I got family up in Timmins, which is super mm-hmm. far north. We were going to go up there. We are to Chicago, see a WNBA game. And now, oh, shit. And now we're just like, well, uh, there's no point in doing that shit because you know part of the reason was to be home to help Heather, and I'm home to help Heather anyways, and uh, mm-hmm. and we can't go anywhere now. But maybe by June we will be able to. Who knows? Um, we'll see. I doubt it. I don't personally. even really want to risk going to the states for the next like year and a half anyway. So, especially with an infant, that's like one of the danger groups, right? No, I, well, no, actually, apparently. Normally, this stuff you know is like very dangerous for infants and older generation but i guess covid is a little bit different in that it doesn't actually really affect the younger like children that much any more than it just being like i guess just a normal like kind of fever and stuff but not the sort of danger that is for like someone over 60 yeah and those are the people who aren't moving over on the sidewalk but that's we've we've been there oh man i had so i complained about walmart last week and and then I was like Longos was much better and I went to Longos granted I went to I went to Longos on a Saturday afternoon and it was just a nightmare I just I'm like mm. oh, I have to pick I have to kind of pick and be a little more choosy I think of when I when we go to the go to the grocery store and stuff so we go to Atlantic Superstore Tuesdays at like 9 10 a.m. and it's it's as good as it'll be yeah yeah but you didn't come here for that. You came here for gaming. <laughs> gaming news and, and events. And there is an event. Of course, XP Game Summit has been revived, resuscitated from the cold, hard cancellation of COVID-19. Uh, by the time you're listening to this, unfortunately, it's um, out of time to submit your game to the showcase. But it is not too late to go uh, follow them on Mixer. They're announcing new speakers each and every week. Um leading up to it and you can also apply to be a mentor or mentee in uh, six different uh, professional streams marketing game design art direction business management and sound design technology so if you want to mentor someone in those or become mentored in one of those you can do that information on our site and also on xpsummit.ca go check it out it's free it's free professional advice from people making games at successful studios with good careers i can't see a reason not to yeah no, it's it's definitely like you should if you have any sort of slight indication or slight interest in joining the game dev community in terms of becoming a game developer, artist, whatever. Um, mm-hmm. This is something you should definitely hit up, especially because it's just going to be free on Mixer. Like it's not like something you got to travel to go to or anything like that. Like originally it was going to be in Toronto, mm-hmm. and and all that stuff. And I wouldn't like I would start looking into like other things like that like we've we've been talking about events for the last couple weeks and it's just like everything's either being postponed canceled or going Going online so you should look at the stuff that is like changing to going online they rescheduled gdc to august like we said and do not buy tickets for gdc just don't just don't buy tickets for anything this year pretty much yeah because the chances are they'll cancel there'll be a whole bunch of refund application stuff it's just not worth it yeah no exactly but shit shit like this Sign up. You don't have to sign up. You just tune in, wake up, roll out of bed. You don't have to put pants on. Go watch people give expert talks on things. And that's the dream. That is the dream. But that's it for events on our radar. If you have an event you'd like us to plug, definitely reach out on Discord, email, whatever you want. Get it to us. We'll talk about it. Let's do some news, Steve. There's a, a bit of a slow, slower news week this week, but we've got a couple things we want to highlight. First of all, one of your most anticipated games, which came out of nowhere, 
Streets of Rage 4 is coming out this week. The week yeah. you're listening to this, maybe, depending on when you're listening to this. April 30th, Streets of Rage 4 hits Steam and consoles, co-developed by Quebec-based developers. You're stoked for this game. I, I'm super... I was... I mean, this was going to be a day one, most likely a day one for me, regardless. Um, mm-hmm. We talked about last week. I played Streets of Rage 1, 2, and 3, like, as a kid. Um love the series it hasn't it's been sorry it has it was ported to like ps3 and stuff since then but mm-hmm. i don't think any of them ever had online play so this will be the first one with online play i mean these games are always kind of pretty simple and generic and, and whatnot it's just like a beat em up it's a button masher it was meant to like drain your quarters back in the day um mm-hmm. but this one's got a lot of style and it just looks super cool and there is like i did see like there is like a 16-bit mode that uh you can Ooh. unlock it seems so I'm kind of excited just to see all the stuff that they have in this. I have no idea what the Streets of Rage like lore or story is, other than just like some shit going down, punch things, yeah, exactly. Get angry. Like there's a can- like you can legit be a kangaroo in the third one. I have no idea how they worked that into. I love that into it. Um, but uh, yeah, I'm I'm excited and, and uh, kudos to you because you informed me that they were a Canadian co-developed by a Canadian team. There's a team in Montreal, and then where's the other team? Paris. Paris, yes. Um, and I think there's a there's a they're working with a publisher in Dodo Timu and then Sega of course. Yeah. So but um yeah, this is a, a worldwide effort. So I'm very 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 excited to dive into this. Montreal based Guard Crush Games is the reason we're plugging it. Yeah. Shout out to them. Yeah, what is and, what else has Guard Crush done? Are they I meant to look that up actually. Let's see. Going to their website, they did Streets of Fury, which is a Steam game. That looks like the tags are action indie co-op beat 'em up, local co-op. It just looks like Streets of Rage essentially, but all the um, they're like real char- people or whatever. Yeah, they're like PNGs of real people, which is kind of weird. But this obviously set them up to do this, so kudos. Next bit of news today: Atomicrops is leaving early access May 28th on the Epic Game Store and coming to Steam and consoles. It'll also be part of Xbox Game Pass, so check that out. Uh, it's a very small team of three people with lead artist Toby. Tobin? Oh, fuck. I gotta double check this. <laughs> Toby, I think it's Toby, isn't it? Toby Dixon? Or Toby. Something? I got it right the first time. Yeah, Toby Dixon, yeah. located right there in Toronto. Did art on Nidhogg 2, which Nidhogg 2 is an extremely divisive game. I loved Nidhogg 2. I loved the new art style. I loved everything they did with it. But I am the only person I've talked to who liked Nidhogg 2 more than Nidhogg 1 because people don't like change. People are creatures of habit. Steve, and they they don't like change, and they're cowards. And Nidhogg Two <laughs> is better than was, Nidhogg One. <laughs> was was so I didn't play either Nidhogg One or Two. Was was the gameplay different between the two, or is it just was it just the art and aesthetic of it? The art and aesthetic is radically different, and then they added a couple new types of weapons and uh, some more verticality to the levels. But mm. other than that, basically the same game. There's no reason not to like it. It had so much more personality. It had so much more crunchy, gooey. You you know, I loved it. I loved it so much. And that's the kind of art direction they're taking into Atomicrops. Published by Raw Fury, who is just picking up, scooping Canadian indies left and right. Yeah, Shout okay. out to them. Yeah. Um, yeah, so you can check that out. I have uh, I got it in early access um, whenever it launched, because it was like 15 16 bucks. I think I had a coupon, too. And you, it's essentially just a cheap pre-order at that point. That's how I look at early access. I know a lot of people like to be a part of the feedback and stuff, but... Is there, um, you said it was Xbox Game Pass. Is it going to be PC Game Pass? Probably not. Or, I don't well, think so. Because uh, it was early access on Epic, I guess, right? So. Yeah, it's got to be, let me scroll to the end of the trailer here. It's quite a lot of uh, traffic, I hear, coming from Halifax. Oh, yeah, it's, uh, it's a busy day. It's also really toasty, and we don't want to turn our AC on, so we just cracked a window. Well, that's so, yeah, fair. if you hear an ambulance, I live right next to a hospital. Is Atomic Crops coming to Game Pass on PC? I need the answers here, Rock Fury. Just put it right right on your title page. I know. Rock Fury, Atomic Crops, Game Pass. Because this was also another one of the games they showed off in the Spotlight ID at Xbox thing. Like, uh, they highlight all those games, and then I, I plucked out the Canadian ones. Yes, I will accept your cookies. <laughs> it doesn't say on their press kit, so that's that's great. Thanks. Alright, let's go to this press release here. And control F game pass. Doesn't show up. God damn it. Alright, we don't know for sure. It's coming to Game Pass probably at least on Xbox One. I put you on the spot, that's fine. That's okay. 
Next bit of news this week, speaking of Game Pass, The Long Dark is coming to Game Pass. CanadianGameDevs.com Game of the Year voted 2019 by you, the community, um, was uh, episode 3 of The Long Dark's single-player mode, Winter Mute. And now you can check out such an award-winning, prestigious single-player experience on Game Pass, included with your subscription. I really liked it. It's... It's weird. It's like a post-apocalypse thing, but you don't get that. Like, if you just watch a trailer for it, you're like, oh, it's a outdoor survival kind of type game with, like, health and sleep and cold meters and stuff. Yeah. But it's also a post-apocalypse thing, and it's set in, like, rural Quebec, I think. Or it's weird. Quebec? It's or, cool, though. Uh, I think it's, like, Alberta. But, yeah. It's Is like, it Alberta? It's, like, middle of nowhere, foresty area. Yeah. It's, it's interesting. I, I think it's worth a shot. I started and playing it. Like after last year, when when everyone when like because they really got behind and they're retweeting us a lot and stuff like that for the game mm-hmm. stuff. So a lot of their fans kind of voted, which is great. So I was like, you know what, I'll I'll give it a shot because obviously there's a pretty passionate um, group of people who really like this game. I start I played the like intro, but didn't like continue further just because like, it was around Christmas. I got a lot of other stuff to do, so I, I might re-download this and give it a shot. My aunt actually sent me this game like several years ago like i think a couple months after it entered early access she was like yo check this out i was like oh that's cool and she was really into it from the beginning uh, my aunt's really cool she's like kind of the reason i play video games oh, just nice. want to plug that oh, yeah nice. but that's like when i first saw it and i was like oh this is cool and then just kept getting bigger and bigger they hit millions of units sold and have a very active community yeah. who voted in our end of the year poll <laughs> on mass last bit of news today gourd games based out of newfoundland is releasing Crystal Comet on Steam and HEO May 19th. It's also coming to Switch. Um, but it's a um, cute cat themed wizard game. Oh no wait, that's their first game, Spellcasting. Perfectly portable edition. Their new game <laughs> is sort of like this dragon flying uh, game. It's kind of giving me like a short hike vibes. Did you get that too? From like the flying around? I did, yeah. yeah. Just the flying around. Yeah. No- nothing else really like the style or anything. No, but, right, like yeah, yeah. That's the vibe I got. Same. But yeah, check out Iron the Crystal Comet on Steam and Itch.io May 19th. And we will also be streaming it. They wanted to plug us, so we will check that out. Give us some impressions on stream. Oh yeah, I'm looking at That's he, it. Because he, he sent me an email. Did he send you an email too? Yeah. Oh yeah, yeah. So Shout out to Gord. I Steam key in there. So, yeah. Enjoy a relaxing flight as you listen to the wind whistle past you. Test your skills with acrobatic sky races hidden throughout the lands. Discover the history of an ancient civilization. You are Iyer, a young woman with a rare companion. The last living dragon. In hopes of finding where your dragon came from, you spent the last few years traveling far and wide. Finally, you have uncovered the homelands of the ancient dragon-riding people. Together, your search for clues for the lost civilization of Skyriders. Cool. I'm down with it. Yep. Looks nice. Yeah, we're going to have to get a shot. Out. Yeah, for sure. That's it for the news this week. Um, if you want us to plug anything you're working on, please get on the Discord, email us. Get it to us. We want to talk about it. There is, there is one extra little thing. So, oh, he's got one extra little thing. Plug it. Hit me. So last week, we, we did the wish list this segment. Uh, we, mm-hmm. we mentioned Street to Rage 4. We mentioned Tom Cross. But we also mentioned uh, Onto the End, which is the mm-hmm. uh, from 210 Studios. Uh, Mary, uh, can name marry a couple, but in the States. We were kind of, we were just like looking at the Steam page or whatever, looking at, um, giving sort of our impressions of the Steam page and thinking that, it, you know, maybe it was a little difficult, maybe it was a little Dark Souls-y or stuff. So the developer actually reached out to us at 210 Studios Say, hey guys, gave the podcast a listen, great stuff, and just wanted to say thanks a lot for the kind words of Onto. One note regarding, quote, hard as hell, we've got several layers to our difficulty, can't say more just yet, but it's definitely not a Dark Souls clone deal. So I wanted to kind of... Perfect. Uh, You're selling me. That's what I needed to yeah. hear. Yeah, because, like, I know a lot of people, like, Dark Souls difficulty whatever, it can mean, like, a lot of things, like, you know, EA released a freaking Jedi game that had some Dark Souls stuff in it, where enemies kind of respawn at campsites and stuff so it means a couple of different things i know people are tired of that it just no 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 it's just becoming a genre now like yeah. rogue like is just a game that's like the old game rogue now a souls like is just like the first dark souls yeah exactly so i wanted to read that because i wanted to sort of you know we're not you know i wanted to i guess reiterate what we kind of spoke about i'm still excited for the game so mm-hmm. me too looks very nice i like their no hud approach me i too. think that's going to create create a really interesting uh, cinematic, I would say, but not in like the Tomb Raider scripted event type thing, and like the pretty to look at, you know, yeah, type thing. Um, and that'll be on Game Pass too, as we as we mentioned. So yes, it will. Very exciting. 
Team of two, and it looks great. Good work. Let's go on to wishlist this. Speaking of, this segment inspired when I started. Steve and Brett would frequently just wishlist things while we were talking about it. Rest in peace, Brett. And so I figured, why not highlight three upcoming Canadian-made games and just uh, present it to, to the, the listeners and uh, add them to your wishlist. And we play a little jingle that Sebastian gave us. First up, I want you to take a look at Phantom Brigade. This is from Brace Yourself Games in Vancouver, who have a lot on the go right now. Industries of Titan just came out in early access on Epic. Um, and... This is another game from them, Vancouver-based studio. Phantom Brigade is a hybrid, turn-based, real-time tactical RPG focusing on an in-depth customization and player-driven stories. Outnumbered and outgunned, lead the Brigade through a desperate campaign to retake their war-torn homeland. So this is giving me, like, Mech Warrior vibes, um, and it's very, very different, because Brace Yourself Games, of course, started Crypt and Necrodancer. Big shout-out. Classic vintage game. And then Cadence of Hyrule. But these two new games, Industries of Titan and Phantom Brigade, are so different from what they normally do, and I think it's really interesting what they're, they're branching out here, doing different things. I personally don't really enjoy these kinds of games, but MechWarrior, they're on like five or six now, it's a huge thing, and I think if anyone can you know, try and make something interesting in that genre, especially from like an indie perspective, because MechWarriors get like a big thing at this point, Yeah. Um, I, I think kudos to them, and this looks neat. And if you enjoy those types of games, definitely check it out. I'm looking at the Steam page here. There's GIFs, Steve. Oh, yeah. GIF. Oh. GIF singular. Ooh. Actually, it's very, like, cinematic-y GIFs, like the, this robot shooting the big giant blue laser. Very... Great frame rate. Yeah. As someone who's tried to make GIFs, <laughs> it's hard to make a good-sized GIF that's a good frame rate. I wonder if, like, because it goes like that black um, just before mm-hmm. the laser shoots out. That's, that's dope shit. I'm a sucker. So you want you want Steve to like your game. One one good thing to put in is like destructible environments. I love that shit. Mm. And so mm. I'm seeing all these like buildings blow up and stuff. It's it's uh, it's hitting me pretty nicely actually. I'm, I'm I'm digging this. Destructible environments. It's not a proper game about walking tanks without some falling buildings. From the description at the bottom there. Oh, there you go. Pearl, Pearl. I didn't. Yeah, I didn't read that. That's awesome. I just like saw the kind of havoc that gets destroyed and stuff. Because uh, I remember that was like. When what was it? Red Faction One came out, first-person shooter on PS2, like in 2000, and you could like destroy the walls and build little paths and stuff like that, and bypass mm-hmm. areas, and it was, it was so dope. And like, nothing really is like kind of been as good as that like moment. Um, yeah. Obviously, destruction has been better than that, but I mean like the wowness of it. Um, so I have, I'm I'm a sucker for like destructible environments. So the one I remember is it was either Modern Warfare one or two where they were showing that like bullets actually went through like drywall and stuff and like you could kill people through the walls and shit. Oh, I think that was I think that was Modern Warfare, like Call of Duty four Modern Warfare. Okay, yeah, because I remember seeing that I'm like, whoa, that's cool. And then uh, of course Rainbow Six Siege had all like I've seen people get full team kills just through the wall like the stuff you can do in that game is crazy yeah because you can it's like part of like one of the classes is like you can put up like better walls or whatever but you can mm-hmm. also like just knock out like little holes just big enough for your gun and just sort of like spray into it mm-hmm. uh, it's always a pain in the ass when you die that way though so you're just like, <laughs> <laughs> like what the fuck killed me and just, then you look at the replay and it's just like this tiny hole in the wall I'm like how am I supposed to see that it's coming to Epic Games Store and Steam, but you can wishlist it on Steam right now. And I have to ask, Steve, have you wishlisted? I did. Excellent. Is it coming to PS4 and stuff? Currently, it only says Epic and Steam on their website, but I'm sure, of course, if the game does well and they can support it, they'd want to take it elsewhere. Yeah. Throw that, throw that but at the, at the moment, not. Throw that on PS5. Yeah, that'll be a PS5 game. Whatever the hell that, whenever that comes out. Next today, Steve, I want to highlight for you Panzer Paladin. They've been working on this game for a long time. Of course, Tribute Games in uh, Quebec um, did um, previous Vintage King Game of the Week. Wait, no, that was... Yeah, they did Flint Hook, right? I, yeah, Flint Hook. Okay, there it is. And Mercenary Kings, Wizorb, Ninja Senki, Curses and Chaos. All great, great, great games. Gorgeous pixel art. Can't recommend enough. But their new game, Panzer Paladin, TBD Summer 2020. It is almost Summer 2020, Steve. It is. And uh, so they're going for <clears throat> hop in a paladin power armor, seize melee weapons from the demonic invaders, and give them a taste of their own medicine. An engaging action platformer with fun and intuitive swordplay. Um, so each one of their games I've seen kind of tries to kind of ape a classic, you know, NES style game feel. Yeah. This one, this one's given me 
like Mega Man vibes almost, but slightly different. I don't know. What, what you, you played old games? You were alive. What, 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 is this, what does this remind you of? <laughs> um, no, I'm getting. I'm definitely getting some like Mega Man vibes from it. Just the way the like platforms and stuff are set up and, and whatnot. Mm-hmm. The one thing I know we kind of turned this into a pseudo like review the Steam page thing. There's no gifts and no trailer on this, so I kind of I want to see this game in action. In action. I wish listed on the art and stuff alone because it does look great. Um, so you can play the game, but okay, I, I want to. I just I'm going to PanzerPaladin.com now because I want to see. Oh, there is a trailer, so that's good. Pax. They 20, just haven't put it on the the Steam page. Yeah, yet. Pax 2019. Tra- oh yeah, it's definitely Mega Man. Okay, sick. It looks great. I love. I love their other game. I'm so bad at them. I played Curse and Chaos probably for like 10, 15 hours, never got past the first level, but I really, really, really enjoyed it. I'm just horrible at it. And I, I got a lot further in Mercenary Kings, actually. I think I got like three or four levels into that one. Mercenary Kings is another one I keep meaning to kind of re-download, because I think it was a PlayStation, like a very early PlayStation Plus game. I have it. Yeah, it was. It was the summer, I remember. Because I remember just being really hot out, and I was just getting frustrated playing Mercenary Kings. And I... Yeah, that, that was the thing. I, I was like... Is there online multiplayer? Because I remember thinking I wanted to play it with someone. Like, playing it solo was kind of... It's sort of like with Monster Hunter, right? Like, playing Monster Hunter alone is kind of just, like, it's not as fun as playing with other people. Mm -hmm. But I didn't know... I I don't remember now, like, if it has online or if it's just couch co-op or whatever. But either way, I didn't have anyone to, like, play with. Like, no one else I knew was playing it. It does. It has cross-platform multiplayer. It's cross-platform. So that you can play... Does that mean, like... Cons- like crossplay? I'm not sure what that means. I don't know because it's on Vita as well too, right? So I doubt Vita could play with other, like with the PC person. But maybe. But also, at the bottom of the Panzer Paladin page, it's like more games like this: Half Life, Alex. I'm like, all right, Steam, nice try. <laughs> <laughs> you tried. <laughs> Absolutely not. But um, <laughs> I don't. Effort. I don't have that. I have Ori and. The- well, I have Ori and I have Star Wars. Oh, never mind. Yeah, it's, it's Ori and the Will of the Wisps or whatever. Which, mm-hmm. yeah, I can see that. Jedi Fallen Order, which no. Destiny 2, no. Half-Life Alex, no. Elder Scrolls no. Online. No, 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 no. What is the more like this? What What is the algorithm saying here? Because that's useless. I don't know. PlayStation me. has that too, and it's just it's always terrible. Also, apparently three curators have reviewed this product already. Excuse me? Oh, really? I don't... Do, have people already played this game? Um maybe no can you be a curator for your own game you can curate games that haven't you you don't have in your library but seems yeah like someone's curated rogue legacy 2 already which is like no definitely nowhere near that's a no bullshit oh regular oh rogue legacy 2 already has a steam page yeah, but shh, don't spoil Steve. It's oh, okay. a future episode. <laughs> I'm sorry. What? Right. No, it doesn't have a Steam page. We bank <laughs> I don't know what one. you're talking about. We got a bank balance. <laughs> uh, is it on? Is Panzer Paladin on the wish list? It is. Yes. Excellent. Oh wait, I already got that. Yeah, one. I saw. I, I saw a trailer. Like they have a trailer on PanzerPaladin.com, and actually, we'll throw. We should throw one on to the site, CanadianGamers.com, because I don't think we've put this on the game on the site yet. Um, and it looks it looks a little bit of a mix of the Mega Man sort of style in terms of like how the platforms and jumping looks, but has like kind of mm-hmm. Ducktales slash Shovel Knight combat where it's mm-hmm. like you have a sword and you can bounce, jump on onto enemies and stuff. So I'm down with this. It looks great. Yeah. Pixel art is so so pretty. Yeah, I, I love good pixel art. Last one today, of course. I want to throw it to Sea of Stars, the most successful Canadian Kickstarter video game ever on Steam, release date TBD 2022 from Sabotage Studio in Quebec City. None yet by the publisher. I want to highlight that. So, Devolver, wink wink, if you want to dump a bunch of money into a game again. <laughs> I, I, that's so cheeky. Like, if you look on their Steam page, it's like, developer colon Sabotage Studio, publisher colon none comma yet. <laughs> I love that. I love that so much. I was hoping gorgeous, if you, gorgeous, click, you can click it, I was hoping it would bring up a bunch of games, but it just brings up that. <laughs> Let's stars. Oh man, that's so funny. And, uh, yeah, there's, there's Steam page, 10 out of 10. This is how you do it, of course. Oh, look, go to the very bottom. They did this thing where, like, the Ooh. GIF, the bottom of the GIF color cover is the same as, like, the Steam background, so it looks like the thing's, like, crawling out of the screen. Great, great. That's how you do it. That's some good shit. That's where you get the Kickstarter money. That's where you put that yeah. in. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. It was funny. It's not funny. It's kind of sad. Like, Kickstarter is, like, suffering a lot. They've seen, like, a 35% decrease in, like, their projected fundraising for this time of year, so they're going to lay off a bunch of people. Yeah, I saw but that. But that month where they announced that had the biggest Canadian video game Kickstarter ever. So, 
they they braved through it. Yeah, yeah, it, it, I, and yeah, we mentioned that last episode, just like how with everything kind of going on, and with the fact that like a lot of these successful Kickstarters, like it's more of a twenty kind of a mid twenty ten thing, not so much a late twenty ten thing. Actually, mm-hmm. I guess now we're in twenty twenty because um, people have been burnt out so much and stuff like that with just Kickstarter and shit. It was like mm-hmm. a huge success story. Um, it's a good Steam page. Uh, 2022 though like I don't know what else is coming out in 2022 I'm confident in saying that this is my most anticipated 2022 game <laughs> <laughs> knowing and it, it's on the wish list it is on the wish list but it's uh, this will definitely be a PS5 game to me There's, for sure or Vita 2 wink wink oh man that'd be oh, don't even get my hopes up <laughs> you wouldn't play a Vita 2 yeah, I would but you got the Switch no but what what is the one thing that a Vita 2 would have that Switch doesn't have Trophies. There you go. Not even just okay. trophies, just any sort of global achievement thing. I, I'm so upset with Nintendo. <laughs> That's it for Wishlist this, this week. If your game's coming out soon and you're a Canadian or based in Canada, hit me up. I want to talk about it. Our latest segment, which we've decided will just be for the duration of quarantine because we are quickly running out of games we want to talk about, is <laughs> v- Vintage Canadian Game of the Week. Uh, we pick a game three years or older, which in game terms is ancient history that we think has aged like fine wine and is still worth playing in the year 2020. Steve, what's your pick this week? Uh, I'm going, speaking of trophies, I'm going up with, uh, giving it up to Sound Shapes. Now, I don't know if this has, I feel like I remember reading that, like, the online, because there was a lot of, like, community stuff you could do. Mm -hmm. So people could, like, so Sound Shapes is, like, a platformer, like a musical platformer. Um, Mm -hmm. The the game itself is pretty short, but it had, like, kind of these puzzles and, and uh, people could just download like their own songs and stuff like that and make these their own levels. It was awesome. Um, I feel like the level, like the community part is gone or it's offline or no one can submit stuff. Like I feel like that's part of it, but there's still a really good game here in terms of like what's what the base is. A lot of DLC, but I think you can just buy everything now, kind of like total. Also, you can get a triple platinum in this because what you can do is just get the platinum on one system and then upload your save and then download it to the other versions on ps3 ps4 and vita and uh you'll get the platinum and it's it's oh i did that i have all three it's a great feeling it was i was so happy when i i was i had the heather was there and this is like early when we were dating she was like you had the biggest smile i've ever seen on anyone (laughs) (laughs) developed by queasy games in toronto ontario and published by santa monica that's right and if my memory serves the um, one of the guys who made it is uh is the other half of Laundry Bear Games. No way. That's lit. I'm more I'm more than certain. Queasy Games is John Mack and Shawhan Liam. And searching Shawhan Liam seems to be Canadian musician from Toronto, an indie electronic musician and video game designer. No, okay, maybe maybe I'm lying then. Hold on. Let me and let's see, let's see what John Max up to. Laundry Bear Games, recorded, uh, of course, was the Mortician, a Mortician's Tale developer with Gabby and uh, Dorenzo. Um, yeah, I can't find John Mack doing anything else here. Hold on, hold on, hold on. The website's kind of basic. Graphic designer. So Andrew, no, that's not them. Yeah, okay, Andrew. So I'm on laundrybear.com/slash/about. It's mm-hmm. uh, Andrew Carval Carvalho. C-A-R-V-A-L-H-O. Hope I mm-hmm. didn't butcher that. Andrew is best known for his work on the critically acclaimed music game Sound Shapes, as well as okay. several other games, including Blasters of the Universe, Loud on Planet X, and Long Story. Damn, well, he got left out of the uh, Sound Shapes Twitter description, where it says it's just these two people. Oh, man, Andrew, what's going on? So who, kno- so who knows what's going on there? But anyways, um, Sound Shapes is a great game. I would recommend giving it a re-download. I was actually looking at my PSN profiles for it, and there's a few DLCs that must have come out that I missed, so I might uh, I might actually dive Just get picked those again. up? Yeah. I'm missing two. I'm missing two of the DLC packs. I think, but, uh, I think I'm missing... Th- it looks like I'm missing three. And I have my PS3, actually, so I can do this again. I'm missing three you of the could. packs. Ooh. Check out Sound Shapes on pretty much... Mobile, PS3, Vita, PS4. I yeah, think. and on the Sony yeah. stuff, it's cross-buy. So if you just have it, I'm pretty sure as well it was a PlayStation Plus game, so there's there's a good chance that you just have this in your library. Um, oh, no, it's not on mobile. I made that up. Uh, no, yeah, I think it was... I feel like Sony published it. Yeah, yeah. Well, Santa Monica did, and Sony owns it. 
sitting at a uh, Metacritic score of 84 out of 100. Not bad. It was a free PlayStation Plus game in August of 2015. So It won Best Handheld Game at the 2012 Spike Video Game Awards, which predates the just VGAs. Oh, yeah. There you go. Yeah, it's from it's from 2012. Like, it's an old... It's like eight years old at this point now, which is kind of crazy. It had music by Beck. That's kind of cool. Yeah. it was. It's a great game. I would recommend anyone to, to give it Check a Check it out. Yeah. Me too. Um, this week, I want to plug, also from Drinkbox Studios in Toronto, uh, the one that started it all, Steve, Mutant Blobs Attack, Tales from Space. It came out February 21st, 2012. Uh, at this point... It is on essentially everything, Vita, Mac, 360, PS3, Linux, Windows, Switch. Oh, they, so is this game not on PS4 or Xbox One? Interesting. They, oh, they ported it to uh, they ported it to so, Switch? I didn't know that. Yeah, they got a, a severance on Switch 2 and everything. But Tales from Space uh, is a, it was a launch title of the PlayStation Vita. Did you know that? I did. Did you play it at launch? I No, well, I didn't get a Vita at launch, but it was... Um, it was also, I'm more than certain, it was also one of the first PlayStation Plus games on Vita. Okay. And so when I downloaded it or whatever, when I got my Vita with the Assassin's Creed bundle, I already had it, so I played it and loved it. <clears throat> and I think it was, I think that was before Guacamelee, so I think the idea was that they were, you know, prepping you up for Guacamelee. Yeah, it was. It was their, I think their first, like, major release as a studio. Correct me if I'm wrong. Let me double check that. I yeah. Th- no, no, no. They followed up... In 2011, it was Tales from Space about a blob, which they followed up with Mutant Blob's Attack, which is the one I want you to play. You can play about a blob too if you want, but I like Mutant Blob's Attack more. Yeah, I was always confused uh, if you by don't, them. They're different games, right? They are, they are. One's only on PS3, and the other one's on Switch and everything. Yeah. But it's a side-scrolling platforming game. Very funny. Great art style. A lot of humor. You basically, like, it's a it's like a physics-based sort of platformer. You, like absorb things into your blob and get bigger kind of like Katamari Damacy and eventually like you, you start as like a tiny little blob in like the sewers and drains and it gets, gets bigger and bigger until you're like gobbling up cities and then you go to the moon and it's wild and yeah. you should check it out it uh, in 2012 hit several sites best game of 20, handheld game of 2012 handheld game of the year from Games Radar, best Playstation Vita game from IGN check it out it's pretty good Vita what up um, yeah, and that's it for Vintage Canadian Game of the Week. For as long as we can keep coming up with games. We're not going to like pull something we don't, we don't wholeheartedly agree is worth picking up. We'll, we'll do this as long as we can plug games that we, we can get behind. You know, Steve? Yeah, like there's, you know, there's games that don't age that well. And mm. if actually if we're going on to the next segment that you told me you want to talk about, we're about to talk about it. So. <laughs> but, um... Like but, Assassin's Creed 2. <laughs> Or every Assassin's Creed. Um, Ooh. Then we're yeah, like there are certain games that don't age that well, and and but we're we're standing by these games. And I've, I you know I I I bought Mark and Ninja that we talked about and, and stuff like that. So, uh, you know, the so idea good. behind this was always to just be like to give another look at these games and just be like oh, and a lot of the time you might already own these games or just have them as part of like you know, Twitch free stuff or Epic free shit or PlayStation Plus mm-hmm. or Xbox Live, blah, 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 PS Now, whatever. Um, mm-hmm. So it's always just like, oh, maybe I already own this. So, Yeah. All right. I want to I wanna pitch a new segment to you, Steve. We talked a bit about this, but I have every week I want to do a hot take of the week. Yeah. This is over the course of the week, as I talk to a lot of people, as I, I want to do, I have different opinions about things that I think could generate an interesting conversation this week. I want to hit you with one. There are more Zelda games not worth playing in 2020 than there are Zelda games worth playing in 2020. And here's my reasoning. Gone back recently, tried to play Twilight Princess, tried to play Skyward Sword, tried to play some of the mobile ones, like Minish Cap or whatever. These games aren't worth playing anymore. And that's going to offend some diehard Zelda fans, but really, everyone's just super hype on Zelda now because of... Uh, Breath of the Wild, like, sort of reinvigorated, put a bunch of energy into the series, a bunch of people played it for the first time. Yeah. But overall, over the course of 30 goddamn years of making Zelda games, <laughs> most of them aren't worth playing anymore. What do you think? So what, what's wrong with Minish Cap, though? Because I, I, I remember loving Minish Cap. But, so, 
too. You do, and that's the thing. I remember loving Twilight Princess, and then I tried to play the HD port on Wii U, and that game's garbage. It's an eight-hour tutorial. The characters suck. It's not worth it. Yeah, the start of that game is... I remember even like when I when we were playing that. I think maybe they had just had such a long tutorial because they had the Wii controller shit, and so they were just really afraid of people like just picking it up and just being like, "Oh my god, like they're not going to understand this at all." Um, I don't know. So I want to argue with you, but but truth be said, truth be told, I haven't played a Zelda game other than Breath of the Wild in the last three or four years now. Um. I really like Minish Cap. I never really liked Skyward Sword. Skyward Sword's the only like main Zelda game I never played uh, beat because I just was so over motion controls by that point. Like if they port that to Switch with no motion controls, which they might not do because Switch could do the motion shit, I I would I would give it a shot, but I wouldn't do it with motion controls. Um, mm-hmm. But working a time like I think Majora's Mask, I think still both hold up. I played those on 3DS in the last you know this last decade. Uh, Zelda. Yeah, there's some that absolutely do still hold up, but there's like friggin' 25, 30 Zelda games, and it's not worth playing a bunch of them. Didn't I just play like a 2D Zelda? Like, oh, the the remake of the Link's, uh, Link's Awakening or whatever. That was alright. That was more just like... Because that was like a Game Boy game that was so simple. I wouldn't say mm. that they're not um, not worth playing, though I could I could see Twilight Princess the start of the first... like quarter of that game be absolute dog shit um are you past the like the 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 first dungeon oh i didn't even get past the tutorial it's insufferable my my time is worth so much more than that you know (laughs) i'm gonna hit you i'm gonna hit you rapid fire with zelda games and you tell me whether it's worth playing them in 2020 okay the og legend of zelda 1986 um worth playing for five minutes just to see how far it's come so no, not worth playing. No. Uh, Twilight Princess. Uh, I don't. If you can find a save that is halfway through that game, yes. So no, not worth playing. <laughs> Phantom Hourglass for the Nintendo DS. Oh, I forgot about those games. No, don't don't play those. Four Swords for the GameCube. I never played that one actually. Okay, Oracle of Seasons for Game Boy Advance. I would say Oracle of Seasons and uh, the the other one are are still good games. But but the uh, Game Boy ones are pretty simple because there's only two buttons, so they couldn't really do much with it. So the you, Adventure of Link, the side-scrolling 1987 follow-up to The Legend of Zelda. The game is fucking impossible. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Spirit Tracks for the 3DS. No, you DS, can, I forget. No, along with Phantom Hourglass, you can just chuck that one uh, into, into a fire pit. Don't worry about that. Although that <laughs> one's a bit Force better. So th- so Triforce Heroes for the Nintendo 3DS, Steve. Triforce Heroes? I don't even think I played that one. Exactly. Is that another multiplayer one? Yeah, it's like uh, it was a 3DS one where um, three people played. It was kind of doing what um, the Four Swords did for GameCube yeah, on yeah, 3DS. Yeah, true. I would so the Phantom Hourglass and the Spirit Tracks. Phantom Hourglass is brutal because you have to like, literally repeat a dungeon like four or five times in that game. Um, so Spirit Tracks might be a little more playable than Phantom Hourglass, but they're both kind of just like not great games. It was the only cool thing about that game was how you could like make notes and stuff. They didn't really utilize it um, and whatnot. But, uh, and then, I did, yeah, I didn't play the multiplayer one, whatever, whichever one you just mentioned, Triforce Heroes or whatever. Exactly, no one did. Because every one of those 3DS, like, Metroid Federation Force or whatever Force bullshit just to have a game in that series on that platform was exactly that, just a forced excuse to have that logo on a box. Oh, yeah, I forgot about that. Didn't someone, didn't a Canadian developer make that Metroid Federation Force game? Um, let me check. I played a demo, because you know how the 3DS used to just put demos on your home screen without asking you for some I haven't reason? played that. I, I've been so anti-3DS for a long time. Oh yeah, that was Next Level. <laughs> Luigi's Mansion 3 devs. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Interesting. They made a bad game. You made a bad game, guys. Oh man, remember Metroid Prime, the pinball game? I forgot about that. That The pinball game was good. The Game Boy one? Yeah, or wasn't it yeah. a, D- a DS game? Metroid. No, wasn't there a... There was Metroid Prime Hunters, which was like the demo for DS, but then along with that there was like a there was like a pinball. Oh, Metroid Prime Pinball, two thousand five for the Nintendo DS. Yeah, I remember. But wasn't that. there like a Game Boy one? Was there? No. Am I making this up? I might be making this up. Maybe making it up. It's such a what easy What was the what was the Game Boy one? Uh I don't know. They probably Fusion. Fusion for Game Boy Advance. Oh, there was a oh okay. It wasn't pinball, but that was just what I was thinking of. Oh, I didn't have a <laughs> so it was just a traditional Metroid game, you just thought it was pinball? Yeah. I didn't have a Game Boy Advance, so I didn't. Uh, I didn't. I might have missed some of those games. I didn't play Game Boy Advance games until I got my DS. 
Mm-hmm. Um, anyway, that that's my hot take, and I I, I feel like I've kind of won you over a little bit. A little bit, I think. More than I think, it's still worth playing some of these games. I think more so that they might just be overhyped a little bit more because the highs of the Zelda series, you know, Link to the Past, Orcing of Time, Breath of the Wild, are mm-hmm. some of the best games ever made. That, Absolutely. That when you look at like the lows of the series, you kind of like forgive it a little bit, and maybe you're just like playing and you're like, well, this is all right, but like as a Zelda game, it's not great. No, no. So if you're going to stick with Zelda, play Breath of the Wild, play Orcing of Time. Yeah, th- those three games you named over 30 years are probably the three I would recommend people check out. And I don't even think you should finish Link to the Past or Ocarina of Time necessarily, because people liked it. Because at the time they were so like revolutionary and stuff. But with 30 years of game design happening, those dungeons aren't good anymore. They don't make a lot of sense, and especially if you've played modern games, I just wouldn't recommend going back to them. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I don't know. It's it's tough, right? Because there's for me there's a lot of nostalgia. Although the SNES game I didn't play until it was ported to like uh, I forget when I first. I think I first played that on like Wii Virtual Console. To be honest, Link to the Link past. to the Past. Yeah, because I never had SNES, so I don't think I played that until much later. I think I feel like I was in university when I played it. So that 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 would be Wii Virtual Console. The like remakes of them, I tend to, I would if you have to play them for some reason to. You need to. Someone's, I would someone's play, putting a gun to your head. <laughs> yeah. I would play Ocarina of Time 3D on the 3DS. They fix a, lot, fix a lot of the camera issues. I would play Link's Awakening on Switch. Just gorgeous. I would play Link Between Worlds over Link to the Past. Again, just a much better game. That's would, essentially the exact same. I would same. agree. And I would almost put that towards like any game. Like anytime something is re-released or, or you know, whatever, I mm. would wager playing that one over the original because um, I'm playing, you know, we'll talk about this. I'm playing Kingdom Hearts, and I don't know what they did to the game, but like the colors really stand out to the point that both Heather and I independently mentioned, like, whoa, that you know, this game actually looks pretty good for being a 20 year old PS2 game. So mm-hmm. I would, I would wager that for across like most games, I'm sure there's a few exceptions here and there, that if something was has been re released or or whatever, um, to play that one over the original games. Hmm. That's know. my hot take. I want you to come to me with a hot take next week, Steve. All right, okay? next week. Hit me with a hot take. Oh, it's going to be anti-Nintendo. Just <laughs> Excellent. Yeah, the hot take will just develop into an anti-Nintendo segment. Um, Nintendo gets too much of a free pass. They, oh, they get a huge free pass. I have so many. Like, I'll try to think of a non-Nintendo one, but I have so many that are Nintendo-focused, like how Pokemon is overrated, how they're just bullshit. Oh, Nintendo. Oh, yeah, that's... Okay, aside. <laughs> Let's finish out the show this week talking about what we've been playing. So you started the massive 6,000-hour Kingdom Hearts <laughs> campaign. Yeah. I, and you, we agreed you probably will not finish those games. However, so yeah, I picked, however, up, I had picked up the Kingdom Hearts all-in-one thing because it's like 40 bucks. It's, it's literally the perfect quarantine game. Like, if you're, if you're sitting there and you don't, you're getting that EI money, you don't have, you're wondering what to do, if you have any slight mm-hmm. interest in an RPG game, pick up Kingdom Hearts, 40 bucks. It's, the it's, all-in-one package. Which is funny because it doesn't actually have the last DLC for Kingdom Hearts three, so it's not all in one. Um, it's discounted seventy percent right now. It's forty Canadian. Yeah, yeah, good shit. Uh, so I'm, I'm playing Kingdom Hearts one. I'm actually almost done it, to be perfectly honest. I'm about, I, I think I'm about, I think my time is like eighteen hours, but a lot of that is like, or some of that is paused with like with my daughter. So it's maybe fifteen hours. So it's actually not a super long game. Um, it is ridiculous. Uh, the story is ridiculous. Uh, it's still kind of like. It's better than I thought, though, and it's not as confusing as I thought it would be, but it is the first mm. game. Um, but it, it's pretty simplistic. You're just mashing X, but it's still it's still good. It's a lot better than I thought it would be, to be perfectly honest. And when I picked up this collection, I was like, I'll just play 1, 2, and 3. But now mm. that I'm kind of getting into the lore and stuff, I'm like, you know what? Maybe I will play you know the, the in-between games, because there's a game in between 1 and 2. They actually started off pretty, um, pretty light in this series. They only made one game in between Kingdom Hearts 1 and 2, but then there's like six games in between Kingdom Hearts 2 and 3. There's like a card Game Boy game or yeah, something? Yeah, so they, yeah, it was a Game Boy Advance card game, but I guess they made like, in Japan, they made like a PS2 port of it. Um, and then this is like, this was like the first like, US release of it. So it's like a PS2 game. Silly. Basically. Silly, um, silly. Apparently it's pretty, I was reading some people, like some people say it's pretty tough to play it right after Kingdom Hearts 1 because you just go to the same areas. 
um, Soul Seat, but I'm I'm kind of motivated to play it. Whereas I at first I was like, and then I read online people were like, oh you you won't understand Kingdom Hearts two if you don't play this Game Boy Advance game. I'm like, you guys are idiots. <laughs> like why did you do? You that? won't understand Kingdom Hearts at all, even if you have played everything. Because the people who make Kingdom Hearts don't understand Kingdom Hearts. I think so. The, I will say though, the first one is pretty um, lighthearted, like light in terms. Of, there's not a lot of confusing shit going on. It's pretty straightforward. And it's good. Okay. Um, and then we, you and I played Rocket League. I uh, we did. I did had, you have fun? I had a lot of fun. I did have a lot of fun. I have my car going on right now, actually trying to get that last trophy that I need. Five fifty kilometers. Yeah, I hit fifty kilometers, but it didn't, it didn't pop. So apparently, in the past, it used to be fifty miles. So some people think it's still glitched at that. So you got to hit like six. You have to hit like seventy seventy five kilometers. So hmm. I have it running right now as we speak. <laughs> I'm um, at three achievements left. And uh, they're both. I just have to get like fifty wins essentially, and then I'll be done. I'll have one hundred percented it on PS4 and Xbox One. I'll be honest. I'm wanting to leave it after after I get the platinum, but that hurts. Let me get all my items back before you do that. I did. Oh yeah, let's do that tonight. Um, <laughs> okay. I did get. Uh, I did get PS Now because it's it was on sale for like sixty bucks or whatever for the year, and it has all okay. the Resident Evil games that I want to play. Because I was like, oh, I can buy Resident Evil Code Veronica X, or I can just get Resident Evil PS Now. So I got PS Now and actually. Heather was in a Castlevania mood, so we started playing Castlevania Lords of Shadow. Which, which one's that? It's basically just God of War Castlevania. It's li- it's literally okay. just God of War. Um, I'm trying to picture the box art. Is that like the guy with his shirt open and he's got like a red like? I think that was the box art for Lords of Shadow Two. Lords of Shadow One is the guy just sort of. Oh yeah, he's just looking down, kind of yeah. moody. Um, it's yeah, like the first the first main boss designed by Hideo Kojima. What? Yeah, he was the executive producer or designer, executive designer, whatever. It says he was a producer and a designer. Yeah, so interesting. I saw his name pop up and I was like, oh, interesting. Oh, crazy. Uh, it doesn't seem to have a lot of Kojima weirdness though so far. But I mean, we're only chapter one in. So Heather and I have mentioned have said that Friday night is basically Castlevania night for us. Okay. Um, and actually, PS Now is like we're streaming it and. You know, my PlayStation's hardwired in, but there was no mm-hmm. lag, no no input lag, no buffering or anything like that. Like, it's pretty good. Okay. Um, I'm still skeptical. No, that's fair. I mean, it's... It, if like, they ever do, like, a... There's, like, a... You can do your first week free or something, right? Yeah, you can do a trial, like, a seven-week trial. And it's really just to make sure that you can... Seven-day, I'd imagine. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Sorry, seven-day. Um, <laughs> seven-week trial. Um, and it's really just so you can stream it. But the PS4 games, I think you can download. It seems like you can download most of them. Because um, those would probably be pretty taxing to stream. Yeah. And like, I, Spider-Man would struggle. Yeah, exactly. Like, Spider-Man's supposed to be so fast and fluid as you, like, swing through the city, right? So, um, but yeah, it's, it's a good series. I was, like, we were talking about it on Discord. Because obviously, like, Game Pass is by far much better series. Or much better subscription service. Yes. Um, only because, like, you're putting recent and new games on it um launching every xbox game there day one yeah and so and so sony puts on play uh, spider-man but it's just like anyone who you know most people have already played like spider-man most people who are going to play spider-man have already played spider-man game sold mm-hmm. like 15 million copies so it's mm-hmm. it's whatever um but you know it's it has like 800 games on it but so much of them are trash i'm just kind of like you should just remove like half these games no one would notice and you mm-hmm. should focus on like every Sony, every PS4 game made by Sony that is two years older or more should just be on the service. Like, there's no, like, why don't you? Why isn't like I don't know if Resogun's on there or Knack Knack Two Knack One is on there, not Knack Two. That's the next game I want to be on there because I don't want to buy it, but I want to play it. <laughs> Understandable. Um, but it's it's like a decent series, whatever. Sixty bucks, like I have a, a year's full of games that I could just like kind of pop in and play. But we got the we got one trophy in Castlevania, and I told Heather like that's we're we're down the rabbit hole now. We had to escape. <laughs> so um, in for a penny, in for a platinum. Yeah, exactly. Well, not the platinum. Platinum for that game is ridiculous. But oh, okay. Just at least a S rank, A rank. What's the uh, the PSN profiles ranking you're going for? Just not E rank. I would want I want at least fifty percent on PSN profiles, but if I'm at forty percent, I'm happy. So, okay, okay. Because with a lot of them too, the DLC like affects it, but you can't play some of the, like the DLC has to either be part of the PlayStation Now game. It's not like I can buy the Castlevania DLC because mm-hmm. it's streamed, so it's not like I can save it on my on my PlayStation on my PS4. 
Mm-hmm. So if it's not part of the PlayStation Plus or PlayStation Now game, then I just can't play it. That's dumb. Yeah, it's a little, it's a little disappointing because like it just seems like some games have it, have like the DLC and some don't. So there's no rhyme or reason to it. Like Resident Evil Five is the gold edition, but Resident Evil Six isn't. So I'm just like, what are you? That's guys dumb. Doing? Yeah, like what are you guys doing? Uh, I'm excited to play Resident Evil 6, though, to get back to try it, because I played it back in the day and hated it, so I'm going to give it another shot, and uh, Resident Evil 0 and Resident Evil Cobra Black, so I'm excited to that. So. I would try a free PS Now subscription, maybe if I have, like, a week where I can try a bunch of the games, you know? Yeah, man. Yeah, Nat the- is on here. Sonic Generations. It has, like, every Lego game as well from the PS2. Ew, those games aren't good. People keep deceiving themselves. <laughs> Because they, that's a they different release like a Harry topic. Potter one or whatever, and people are like, "Oh, I like Harry Potter, or I like Hobbit, or I like whatever stupid franchise they they do." So mm-hmm. controls on there. I can only imagine streaming control would be awful. Don't, don't, don't do that to yourself. So you can it download barely it. runs downloaded, but I, know. Uh, um, I played Rocket League with you this week. Had a lot of fun. Played a lot of Rocket League with friends and. Uh, I've got just three achievements left. So if any of you want to play Rocket League with me, hit me up. I'm just going to be playing probably most of this week when I'm not moving, which will be an also chunk of the week. Um, but <laughs> at the end of every month, I go to like the Game Pass app on the Xbox and see what's leaving. And I saw Braid was leaving, and I've never actually finished Braid, which is like one of the OG indie games, whatever. Yeah. So I hopped in there, started playing it. Still a great gimmick, just a really great gimmick for like the rewind time thing yeah um and, and you solve some of those puzzles and you're like ah okay that that's really really cool like uh i'm getting mad like portal vibes from some of those puzzles um just just a great great feeling when you just nail a puzzle after trying for so long yeah i never so, beat it too actually now that i think about it. it it's so like what's the what's the word i'm looking for for like somebody who like thinks they're really smart and likes talking about themselves pretentious pretentious the game is pretentious but it's great in the uh, what you're actually doing. But, Did you play yeah. The Witness? Yes, and I think The Witness is better than Braid, yeah. in my opinion. Um, but I still want to finish Braid just to see... Also, why does it start at World 2? Am I missing something? Do you unlock World 1 at some point, or what? Braid? I don't, oh, I don't know. It's been years since I played Braid. I have no idea. I don't know either. You start in World 2, and there's no achievement for beating World 1, so I don't know if that's just like... You know, some buildings, like, there's the lobby, and then it goes to Floor 1, and then some is lobby, and then it goes to Floor 2, and, like, the elevator? Looking at... Not to... Not to... Uh, not to spoil not anything? Not to spoil anything, but there is a World 1. Okay, so I just, I just... Haven't found that yet. I want to know what they're doing with that, if that's interesting at all. It seems yeah, like so it's probably, interesting. I just read it on Wikipedia. but It's leaving in like a week or two, I think, and then they're adding a whole bunch, including Red Dead 2 to Game Pass. Holy shit, Game Pass is just the best deal for anything in gaming. Like, I can't. It's That's the one of the deciding factors for me for Xbox over PS5 this fall. Just like the value of Game Pass, all the games launching there. that And Xbox is buying so many studios, like... They bought Double Fine, so Psychonauts 2, Day 1 Game Pass. They bought, um, the what's the Ninja Theory? So you, know, you got Sanua 2, Day 1 Game Pass. Oh, These I know, are, yes. I, oh my god, it's just incredible value. Hellblade was a great game, and, and uh, Hellblade 2, looked, like, that little trailer like looked dope, so. Halo Infinite, Gears of War, whatever, 6. <laughs> I don't know, it's just like, good, good stuff, Day 1. And then they're getting all these indies, like, there's so many good indies in Game Pass that like I keep recommending. I played Below, like I got Game Pass just to play Below, and, that, and I've just sort of had it ever since. But yeah, it's just, just so good. Yeah. And that'll, that'll be if it comes down to, I'm gonna get one this fall just cause, like I want to get one. I get excited about new video game consoles. It'll be Xbox, even though it's looking like PS5 is gonna be like slightly more powerful in quotes or whatever. But uh, yeah, that, that's what I'm thinking. I don't know. We just know so little about the. Like, we don't even know anything about... What it looks like. You don't even know what it looks... We know what the Xbox Series X looks like. Also, petition to just shorten it on all articles to Sexbox. <laughs> Series Xbox, Sexbox. Um, but uh, have you seen the storage removal things for Series X? No, what, why would it like, be? Like, the first thing... Like, it's just a little... It's a tiny little cart. You sort of take out the back, and you can just buy a bigger one. Oh. Whereas, we don't really know anything about the PS5. And it la- PS5 launches with, like... 750 gigabyte SSD? Yeah, or is it's it 800? Less. It's, uh, I think it's like, it's some random like 850 or something. And I was like, I was like, that's like it... five AAA games. But I was wondering, I was like, is that one terabyte? And then they're just t- like, because 
the PS4 or Pro has one terabyte, but really it's like 870 or something like that because of the... Yeah, because the OS takes like 100. So I was like, is that after the OS or before? Because if it's like before the OS, then it's like 600. And mm-hmm. and I was just... I just had to delete Call of Duty a couple... Like this last week because it's it's 200 gigs. Call of Duty Modern Warfare is 200 gigs, which I was like, mm-hmm. I, I don't I don't have the space for the shit. <laughs> yeah, like, Red Dead's 130. Halo Master Chief Collection's like 130. So, like, this, these new consoles will be able to hold, like, four games. Get PS Now, you can just stream it. True. And uh, Project Cloud with Microsoft, I'm interested to see how that pans out. Yeah. For me, it's, anyway. uh, I got the, I got my PC, so if I can play the games on my PC, like Halo Infinite, I would want to play, but if I can play it on PC decently enough, then I don't need to get mm-hmm. an Xbox right away, so. Yeah. Um, I mean, Xbox could, so Microsoft could be, like, all right, Xboxes will come with everything you could ever want in your life. I'm like, well, I still need PlayStation. So, like, PS5 is... I'm, I'm, the plan is actually to get both, but we'll see. I have you get a PS5, I'll get an Xbox X, and that way we can cover both. Can't wait. Okay, cool. Play that Mac 3. I, I'd try it. It's a, it's a fun little Pixar romp, and I, I like the, the platforming. I want to play that, too. I want to play that, too. That's it for this episode, number 139 of the com podcast. Thank you so much for listening. If you want to help us keep the site running, covering the game dev scene, you can support us over on patreon.com slash devs, like these lovely po- folks, pokes, folks who backed us uh, above the $1 amount. So thank you so much, Aaron McLeod, Elizabeth Avery, Hanel, Jean Leggett, Jeff Shepstone, Jeffrey Canham, Kai Hutchins, M5 Games, Nav from Academy of Games, Pixelnauts underscore Alex, and Slaughter. Neko, we so much appreciate your support and you can join these lovely folks by supporting us over at patreon.com slash devs. please leave us a review if you're listening on apple podcasts uh there's no reviews on spotify are there reviews on google i don't know i have no idea me neither if there's reviews there drop us one and if you have any feedback for the show hit us up steve at canadiangamedevs.com and yeah that's just easier to remember than mine because it's spelled weird (laughs) or join send all your emails there (laughs) or join the discord yeah um, thank you for joining me this week, Steve. It, it's going to be a, a pretty hectic week for me this week with moving and stuff, so I'm hoping to do as much on the site as I can. But I also just might not have internet. I don't trust Bell, and if there's anyone working at Bell listening, it's not you. It's just <laughs> I've had horrible experiences with Bell, and I called them like three weeks in advance. I'm like, I need internet. Because I also work from home now, right? So it's like yeah, yeah. I literally need internet to work, and I'm like, can you have me internet? Like the day I move in, They're like oh yeah, someone will be there in the morning. But I'm, st- I don't believe it. Like I'll believe it when I see it. I would just, I would just, you know, set yourself up for the fact that you need internet for work or whatever. But so does like everyone else right now. So I would, mm-hmm. I because I was in the process of switching our internet to another provider for, for someone that my friend works at, and mm-hmm. uh, and I, I put the stop on it because I was like I can't afford to like you know have an issue because I work we're all working from home so we stopped it. So I would just. I would just set yourself up for the expectation that, um, you know, a lot of people are mm-hmm. kind of in the same boat where it's like, we're all working from home, we all need good internet, but, you know. Is Bell the, the go-to out there in Halifax? Like, um, There's two local ones. There's Purple Cow and Eastlink are, like, the the local, in quotes, providers, and then the Bell and Rogers are the big ones. I just went with Bell because, like, I had Bell for my phone and stuff. Mm, true. Uh, and they had this cool package where it was, like, um, they threw in like free cable for a year just for signing up, and I think I tuned in once because cable's useless. You didn't want to watch but sports. That was, I watched the last two minutes of the Raptors final, and then I think I watched like a minute of election night coverage, and then I just switched <laughs> to YouTube. Because no cable is so stupid. No one needs cable. Oh, I watched one of the Twilight Zone, like the new Jordan Peele Twilight Zone episodes. Oh yeah, yeah. It's good. It's good. He did really good. The episode of Seth Rogen is one of my favorites. I gotta. I never actually watched any of them. I'm, I want. Is there like what's the best way to watch that? Because I don't have cable anymore. Now um, what network is it on? It's not HBO. It's it's really good. The the first like three or four I really liked, and they do that. They recreate that one. That's um, where like the gremlins on the outside of the airplane. Oh, the guys yeah, like yeah. going. They recreate one of those, and they like because that one's like terror at twenty thousand feet, and I think the new one's like terror at thirty thousand feet, and I I really like how they. They did that. Let's see what network it's on. Jordan Peele, Twilight. Um, uh, oh, it's produced in CBS Vancouver. All Access. So, Ooh. do they have CBS All Access in Canada? Because that's what Star Wars is. There's Star Trek's on, and that's what my dad 
watches. So if he has that, I, might I know you. I know you can go through. I know there's a way to stream Star 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 Trek if it is through CBS or somewhere else. Because I'm pretty sure you have to get it through something else in Canada, don't you? Yeah, I don't know. I'm one of the maybe it's there's Crave or something. There's a site that Heather knows about. I forget what it's called, but it's basically it's just like a site, a streaming site where you can put in a, a thing, and then it'll tell you all the locations in Canada or wherever you are, where you can like watch it, whether rent it or or buy it or stream it. So if you put in like Brooklyn Nine Nine, it'll show you like you can you can just stream it on Netflix or you can buy it on i like iTunes or whatever. So I'm just going to do mm-hmm. that. I forget what it's called though. Excellent. That's it for this week's episode. Thank you for tuning in. Join us on Discord, and have a good week. Bye.